greater things are yet to come. And um, it just really impacted me. And so tonight I'm going to be teaching on if I'm not dead, then you're not done. Um, And so if we could go in our Bibles to Psalms 115, we're going to go to verses 1 through 18. So I apologize for the lengthy read. But if it's okay, it's from the book of Psalms. It's just worship unto the Lord. So uh, let's go ahead and, and read that. Psalms 115, verse 1 through 18. Not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name give glory. For thy mercy and for thy truth's sake, wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? But our God is in the heavens, and he hath done whatsoever he hath pleaseth. Their idols are silver and gold and work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. They that make them are like unto them. So is every one that trusteth in them. O Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. O house of Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is your help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful to us. He will bless us and he will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more, you and your children. Ye are blessed of the Lord, which made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth hath he given to the children of men. And verse 17, it says, The dead praise not the Lord, neither any that go down in silence, but we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. Hallelujah. Before we're seated, how about we just pray tonight, Lord Jesus, I pray, God, hallelujah, that you would allow me to speak, Lord Jesus, that you would open our hearts to receive tonight, Lord Jesus. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, praise the Lord. You can go ahead and be seated. The dead praise not the Lord. But we know Psalms 150 says, let everything that hath breath Praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm not dead, right? I still have breath in my body. Hallelujah. So I'm going to praise the Lord. Matthew 22 and 32 says, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not the God of the dead, but the God of the living. Ecclesiastes 9 and 4, it says, for to him that is joined to all the living, there is hope for the live for a living dog is better than a dead lion hallelujah so as long as we are alive god has something for us god is not done with us hallelujah doesn't matter where you are when in your walk with god tonight he is not done with you yet hallelujah hallelujah so tonight i'm going to be talking a little bit about the children of israel um and i want to start actually later on In their story, the children of Israel after, uh, you know, the Red Seas, after after everything, it comes later where they're in exile in Babylon. They were defeated, destroyed, devastated, humiliated, captured. They were ripped apart from their loved ones, their possessions, um, and they were forced back into servitude once again. It was the result of so many mistakes, bad moves, wrong decisions, and failing to follow the path that God had for them. 
they were at a dead-end road. And I know that some of us have felt as if we were there before as well. But God was not done with Israel yet. Some of us, you know, may feel like Israel where, you know, we've taken a lot of wrong turns. We've maybe made a lot of bad decision or wasted time. And now you find yourself at a dead-end road in a land where it just feels hopeless. And you can't see a way to turn around. And some of us may wonder, you know, is, is this it? You know, is, is God done with me? Have I made too many mistakes? Have I done too much? But I'm here to tell you tonight that God is not done with you yet. Amen. Jeremiah 29 Verses 10, I'm going to read verse 10 through 14 if you'd like to turn there. Jeremiah 29. It says, when 70 years are completed for Babylon. This is a different version, I apologize. When 70 years are completed for Babylon, I will come to you and fulfill my good promise to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from which I carried you. Hallelujah. And so I... Don't know if you remember, but a couple weeks ago, I think it was back in January, I taught a lesson on being called. And I read that scripture that plans that God has plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Hallelujah. And so we know, if you, if you were here, we know that God has called us. God has called us to do something. Hallelujah. But it is so much more than that. Hallelujah. God has something great in store for us, yet our greatest testimony is still yet to come. And so I want to help us to get to that place. So the first step to embracing this future, this new life, this new thing that God wants to do in us is to change your focus. We have to stop looking behind and start looking ahead. The Bible says to forget the former things Do not dwell on your past. You see, if you are continually looking behind you, you cannot see where you are going. If we're ever going to move forward in Christ, hallelujah, we got to look ahead. Amen. Hallelujah. And you have to learn that we can't depend on past victories to sustain us. Hallelujah. The children of Israel, they had many victories in their past, right? I mean, they left Egypt. What an amazing testimony that was. They conquered the land of Canaan, they uh, fighting off conquerors, and still with all those victories, God still wasn't done. And so they are facing challenges that they never anticipated. They thought that, you know, they would always just be this, the blessed children of God, that, you know, the favor of God would just always be there. A lot of times when we first come into the church, we think that. We think that everything is just going to be, you know, sunshine and rainbows. And now that we've, you know, got God, it's all, everything's just going to be perfect. And we know that that's not the case, right? But we know that with God, we can get through it. Amen. Hallelujah. And so they were 
you know, they were facing these challenges. They were slaves. They were in captivity. And so, you know, I'm sure they were thinking, you know, how can we be blessed or victorious in captivity? They were at a dead end. Their glorious past, all of those things um, that, that they had accomplished, it still couldn't set them free from their present. It's still all of those victories could not help them in their present. They needed to know that God still had plans which had not yet been accomplished, but we know that God wasn't done. It wasn't time for them to quit. It wasn't time for them to give up. It wasn't time for them to die. Hallelujah. Our relationship with God, it's a dynamic thing. It's a moving thing. It can't be based only on God's great works in our past. Hallelujah. We have to accept that faith is not over. We don't just have faith for a moment and things are okay. We don't just accept God this one time and it gives us faith to last our entire life. Faith, hallelujah, is a constant thing. And so I want to encourage us that our best days are ahead and that God still has great things in store for you. Hallelujah. We cannot allow our past failures to possess us. The children of Israel, although they had many victories, they also had many, many failures. Every time he blessed them with good things, they returned him with evil things. If the children of Israel isn't a testimony to God's grace, then I don't know what better story there is because God gave them a temple and they gave him idol worship. God gave them truth and they lived and proclaimed a lie. God gave them his commands and they lived like they were suggestions. God gave them wealth and they used it to abuse the poor. God gave them himself and they gave him nothing except rejection. Hallelujah, the children of Israel didn't deserve anything that God gave them. They didn't deserve anything from God, but yet still, yet still, hallelujah, he loved them and he earnestly wanted to help them. He gave them so, so many opportunities to repent. Hallelujah. God could have held a grudge. He could have made them pay, but we know the end of the story, right? God didn't hold any grudges. Hallelujah. He only had plans to prosper his people. He was not done with them yet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Isaiah 55 and 7, it says, Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord, and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. Again and again, the scripture shows us, hallelujah, of the nature of God, his grace and his forgiveness and his love. Hallelujah. And yet again and again, we allow the devil to distort our view of God. Hallelujah. And we, we know, hallelujah, that God has more for us. Amen. Amen. So if we're going to, if we're going to turn around, if we're at this dead end and we're going to turn around, hallelujah, and we know that we're not going to let our past failures possess us, we also can't live on yesterday's faith. The children of Israel had experienced great blessings through all of their history. I mean, they had the first Passover, the crossing of the Red Sea, the conquering of the land of Canaan, the building of the temple. They had seen the hand of God work in their lives 
all throughout the history of the children of Israel. Yet their faith in what God had done was doing nothing to deliver them from their present situation. Their glorious history was not sufficient enough to deliver them from the current dead-end situation. Hallelujah. We can't allow, you know, as adults, the lessons from Sunday school, you know, get us through the rest of our lives. We can't, hallelujah, live on yesterday's anointing, right? The Bible says that we need to die daily, that we need to study and show ourselves approved. Hallelujah. It's an each and every day thing that we renew ourselves in God each and every day. Hallelujah. So we need a new and living faith, a new vision of what God can do. Hallelujah, the children of Israel, they needed a, a fresh power. Hallelujah, they needed a new anointing of God's spirit. They needed a renewed and sustained faith that had brought them to their previous victories. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Psalms 85, verse 6 and 8, it says, Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your unfailing love, Lord, and grant us your salvation. I will listen to what God the Lord says. He promises peace to his people, his faithful servants. The psalmist asked, will you not revive us again? Hallelujah. It is so easy. And, you know, we, I, I say here, you know, not being dead, not having breath in our body, but honestly being asleep, being spiritually asleep is the same as being dead. Right? If we're not doing something for God, if we're not living for God, we might as well be asleep, right? Hallelujah. And so I'm 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 getting off topic here, but I just feel that I want to share. I there's there was a, a time in my life, you know, I was raised in church. I'm I'm so blessed to have that testimony. But there's been a time in my life where I was just staying the same, you know, not really praying, not really seeking a relationship with God, but just going through the motions, doing what I knew was expected of me, doing what I knew was right, but without really any passion or any desire, um, seeking after God. Hallelujah. And, but you know what, through those times, I didn't have any struggle. You know, the devil wasn't really worried about me because I wasn't seeking God, and I wasn't um, any threat to him. Hallelujah. But, you know, we, we as Christians, we face things. We face situations. We face hard times. As pastor was talking about with temptations and convictions and things like that, and it's hard. Hallelujah. But working through that, even if we have a temptation and we fall and we repent, it's better than not having any remorse at all, or not having any repentance at all, or not even making any steps in the right direction for God at all, because we're just asleep. Hallelujah. And so that's what I want to communicate tonight. Hallelujah. That we're alive, right? We're not asleep. We're not dead spiritually, that we are alive. Hallelujah. And God has so much more to do in our life. Hallelujah. 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 So, we can't allow our past failures to possess us. Hallelujah. We can't live on our past faith. Hallelujah. And next, we, if we want to turn around in this dead end that we're in, we need to clarify our focus. Discover what God wants for you. 
The Bible says, see, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. To perceive is to know by seeing, care, recognition, acknowledge, or understand. What do you see when you view your life? Do you see possibilities or do you see problems? This is, this is a, you know, a real thing, something that we all face. Sometimes we're so consumed by all of the, the problems and the day-to-day and the situations that we lose sight of all of the possibilities, of all of the great things that God wants to accomplish in us. The, that passage of Scripture that I had just read, it, it said, making a way, I am making a way in the wilderness. Hallelujah. Or, you know, some may translate it as a desert or a wasteland. He's making streams in the desert. Hallelujah. When we feel like our life is just a wilderness, God's there and says, here, here's a river. You know, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The children of Israel, they could have just stopped right there. They could have stopped at the dead end and said, well, that's all he wrote. It was great while it lasted. We had a good run. You know, here's where we die. But they didn't. They listened to the prophet. They could open their ears of faith. They could open their hearts and let the words take hold. They could focus on what God wanted to do in their lives from that day forward. They could act upon the fact that God wasn't done with them yet. They could get on God's way or continue to linger in the wilderness. They had a choice. They could die of thirst in the wasteland, or they could drink from the rivers of living water. Hallelujah. They could stay there, or they could do what God had in store for them. And I know that sometimes we're just so beat down, we can't take a hold of God's word. You know, sometimes we just let the cares of life consume us, and we don't focus on the promises that God has for us and the plans and the purpose that God has for us. You know, we say, you know, surely he intends that for someone else. You know, we can read a scripture. It's so, it's so amazing, you know, how we can, you know, excuse things in our mind or justify things in our mind, you know. We can read a scripture where he se- clearly just says, you know, I'm with you, I'm there, and yet we still are just I feel so alone. Or, you know, we can just bypass all of the good things that God says because we don't feel it. But, you know, we can sometimes think that, you know, my useful days for God are over or I've blown it. I've failed too many times. I've sinned too much that there's just absolutely no reason in this world that God would have something good for me. Or, you know, that you just feel that, oh, someone else could do it better or someone with cleaner hands or a purer heart could do it. Or, you know, no, that, that scripture is for someone else. It's not for me. But that's not what the Bible says. Hallelujah. The Bible teaches of a God who isn't done with us yet. The Bible teaches us that he wants to do a new thing in us, a new work in us. He wants us to have a fresh anointing. Hallelujah. A renewing of his spirit and of his power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And if we're going to allow that to happen, then we've got to pick our chin up. We've got to see ourselves the way that God sees us. The children of Israel felt as though they were getting just what they deserved because of all of the 
wrong turns, bad decisions, their ignorance and sinfulness. And some believed that God was done with them. But we know that he wasn't done. And you may feel like your past has made your life a wasteland, but in God, hallelujah, your life can become a stream of water. Hallelujah. Romans 8, verses 1 and 2, it says, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus the law of the Spirit, who gives life, has set you free from the law of sin and death. And it was just such a, a beautiful lesson that, pastor taught on conviction in our life groups because it's so easy to feel that condemnation, that weight of guilt, and all of those things that are just weighing down on us. Hallelujah. But the Bible tells us that there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Colossians 1, verse 21 and 22, it says, Once you were alienated from God and were enemies in your minds because of your evil behavior, but now he has reconciled you by Christ's physical body through death to present you holy in his sight without blemish and free from accusation. What a beautiful thing. Hallelujah, that we have access, hallelujah, to repentance, to remission of sins, hallelujah, that we can have not just a fresh start, but a a future and a hope in Jesus. Hallelujah. So how do I discover that good plan that God has for me? We need to see our possibilities as God sees them. That scripture said, I am making a way in the wilderness. God is able to transform the wilderness areas of your life into fields of blessing and abundance. God brought water, manna, and meat to the children of Israel during their 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. If God made a way then, God can certainly make a way now. Hallelujah. And it means that God can take the areas of my life that have become damaged and dried up and worn and tired and scarred. And in the very worst place where it seems to be the most hopeless, he can take that place of our lives and make a way. Hallelujah. God can take that that's ugly and make it beautiful. Hallelujah. He can take, hallelujah, that deepest, darkest part of ourselves Hallelujah, and turn us in to a child of the King. Hallelujah, and I know I didn't teach very long tonight, but if we could stand, the last portion that I'm going to talk about is the greatest step to embracing this new thing that God has for us is to commit yourself to God's plan. God had already set into motion the events and the people who would lead Israel out of captivity and back into their land of blessing. But it was still up to them to decide if they wanted what God was offering. If they refused God's plan, if they refused to follow where God was leading, then they would be doomed to remain in their captivity, to stay at that dead end. And it's so it breaks my heart because... I see 
I see people in church and in our church that if they would just commit, if they would just give everything to God, they would see that God's got it all in control. Hallelujah. The blessings that we miss out on because we're not willing to make that decision, that decision to accept God's plan and to walk with God. So tonight I hope that as we pray, we say, God, I'm going to do a new thing. God, I'm not dead yet. Hallelujah. I still have breath in my body. And because of that, I have an opportunity. Because we don't know when Jesus is coming back again. But right now, here tonight, we have a chance. We have an opportunity to say, God, I'm going to follow you. God, I know I've failed you. I know I've made bad decisions and wrong turns. Hallelujah. But today, I'm going to say that, God, you're not done with me yet. Hallelujah. Can we pray? Lord Jesus, we love you. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. If you'd like, this altar is open. You can come down. Hallelujah. If you need to repent, you can repent. Hallelujah. If you need to make a commitment to God tonight, then make a commitment and say, Jesus, I know that, God, you're not done with me yet. Hallelujah. That there's more that you have for me. And, God, I want to embrace that calling, that purpose, that plan that you have for me, God. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I believe the Lord. Jesus, hallelujah. Looks for a generation of complete surrender. A generation that will say, I give myself away. So Somebody say it with everything in you. I give myself away. I give myself away. A generation of surrender singing. I give myself away. That is positioned for God to do something incredible. Through this generation, I give myself away. A generation completely unafraid to lift up their voice and say, I give. God, we're not afraid. We have no fear. We sing it. I give myself away. Say it for the generation of the earth who are longing and looking for you. Come on, say it. I give myself away. Come on, you guys. You're saying, God, here I am. It doesn't matter what you've done. I give you my everything. It doesn't matter what sins you've committed. Hallelujah, God. So He can still use you. He can still do. I love not my life even unto death. I say, I give my. 
You might not even know what that completely means, but God's looking for a generation. Again, my who will say it unashamed. Come on, lift up your voice just one more time and say it. I give Before you ask us the question, God, yeah, this is the word of agreement between heaven and earth. Oh, yes, Lord, yes. Come on, all over this room from your heart, we say yes, say, we say yes. Oh, God, we say yes, yes, yes. Come on, there's a surrender happening in this room. We say yes. submit to you, yes. We belong to you, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Say please, say yes. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. We
Lord, hear the cries of our generation. Hear the cry of our generation. generation of surrender singing I give myself away that is positioned for God to do something incredible through this generation I give myself away a generation completely unafraid to lift up their voice and say I give God, we're not afraid. We have no fear. We say it. I give myself away. Say it for the generation of the earth who are longing and looking for you. Come on, say it. I give myself away. You're saying, God, here I am. I withhold nothing. I give you my everything. I give myself away. So you. I love not my life even unto death. I say, I give myself You might not even know what that completely means, but God's looking for a generation. I give myself Who will say it unashamed. Come on, lift up your voices one more time and say it. I give Before you ask us the question, God, yeah, this is the word of agreement between heaven and earth. Oh, yes, Lord, yes. Come on, all of this room from your heart, we say yes. Say, we say yes. Oh, God, we say yes. 
In closing, I just want to read one last scripture, Romans 8 and 11. It says, but if the spirit of him that hath raised up Jesus from the dead will dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. Hallelujah. Just as God raised Jesus from the dead, he can raise us from the dead. He can awaken our spirit. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's not too late. It's not too late. Hallelujah. You're here. You've got breath. It's not too late. Hallelujah. God's got great things in store for you. Hallelujah. Thank you to each and every one of you that came tonight. I love you. God bless you. And you're dismissed in Jesus' name. Lord, hear the cries of our generation. Hear the cry of our generation. Our word of obedience is yes. Our word of worship is yes.
slipped away and I simply come longing just to breathe something that's a word that will bless your heart I'll bring you more than a song for a song in itself is not what you have required you search much deeper within through the way things appear you're looking into my heart 